Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com This is the 17th of April 2007 And my, where does the time go? There's never enough time these days The European website's coming along fine The translators are coming in Some initial transcripts have already been put into various languages of Europe and there's more coming in all the time this adds of course to the work level at the moment which is already overstretched since it's the uh, one man show here but once it's up and running uh, hopefully I'll have someone who can coordinate all of that part of it that end of it with a bit of luck I get so much mail email and paper sent that it takes an awful lot of time to get through from all peoples all age groups each struggling in their environment their cultural uh, their gender their age groups with the same problems so effectively has the world been isolated or at least the worlds of peoples and individuals been isolated from each other and each group is then segregated from the next group and promoted further away from each other as time goes on scientifically again as Bertrand Russell said a long long time ago and we see the effects all around us and yet it's not a phenomena which is not understood it's not a new phenomena it's not as though there's an elite group of controllers guessing at what they must do to make things easier for themselves at the top while they manage a whole world into a brand new system and way of living and doing they use professors of ancient histories and philosophy to give lectures to think tanks that work on these problems because if you understand as Plato said if you understand what people have been made to do in the past with regards to culture and if the people have gone along with it in the past then basically you have a formula when you introduce the same parts of that culture once again the people will go along in exactly the same manner and do exactly what you expect them to do it's all formula and whatever has been done in the past can be brought up again at any time and put into effect once more and it will work just as well it's no different than scientists studying various kinds of animals with patterns of behavior and how they react to certain stimuli the same thing is done to people very old sciences really we've come a long long way to a world empire 
in ancient times you had city-states that was the beginning of the struggles and Plato said they would make them the beehives because cities are artificial creations where people are thrown together and pushed together in a system which is artificial depending it has to use money you can't have a, a city without a money uh, type of barter it takes the place of barter for the exchange of goods because cities don't produce anything except bureaucrats and systems and standing armies basically and then they set the city states fighting each other and with each war they built up empires and that's all the world has really been for a long time for thousands of years is warring and empire building until you get to this stage where it's a matter of them maybe prematurely claiming victory of having the system of world government set up in place now it is true that economically they do have a world global system set up with different departments of world managers and bureaucracies through the GATT treaty for trade but don't forget that in economic books they tell you right there that economists or economics run the world every country and its laws circulate around its economic system everything stems from this hub of economics based on money and loaning and debt all the laws revolve around it so once you start integrating countries into small blocks those countries must by their own laws their own science adapt to a brand new system for them all all their laws will change you can't have individual national laws anymore everything is integrated just like when the North American amalgamation was at least officially announced without too much fanfare in 2005 in March when they signed the agreement you cannot have a separate separate countries of Canada the US and Mexico when you're amalgamating your security and intelligence forces for one thing because the economic system has always depended on secrecy between nations and their, their actual national corporations well there are no real national corporations now they're international so they can afford to integrate the security systems and their customs and duties which is taxation systems they're being integrated as well but all the laws governing all the peoples then are integrated until you no longer have except on television uh, a separate country they wave the flags as long as they want to tax you for wars and things and then they'll tell you afterwards well you're really all one big block of the Americas now that's how it really is working we see a lot of pablum in the, the uh, authorized media about the uncertainties of China and India the, the two 
hugely increasing systems of enterprise of the near future, as they call it. It's really here already, although primarily China has been made and set up to be the main manufacturer of the planet, whereas India is not so much into manufacturing. Its job is to, because it has its second largest middle class in a population in the world, it's something they don't broadcast much about. They want you to think that everybody's crowded together in a, in a few cities, but they have a, a very large population, and because of that, they also have the second largest or the largest middle class population in the world. So the biggest industry in India is really from India. They export educated people is primarily in the medical and bureaucratic fields. Britain didn't pull out of India until it had set up a clone, you might say, of its bureaucratic system. And that's part of the the, the whole agreement uh, with the Royal Institute of International Affairs and the CFR. They will not pull out of a country they've invaded until they've set up a, a small cadre of middle class bureaucracies uh, and families bureaucratic families who will be a clone of the invading country and that goes too for Iraq and any other country they choose to invade getting back to how I started this little ramble here it's been a long tiring day so forgive me if I do ramble Professors and historians are drawn in to these think tanks. They give lectures to high bureaucratic officials, to groups of them, as to what to expect in the near future. And we've all lived through those who were born in the last century, were very, very old, were born in the last century. We've seen the transition from an older system of industry and how people lived in an industrial age how people at one time for a couple of generations were so glad to leave school and go right into trades and industry thinking that was an achievement if you get a job for life that's what they basically wage slaves but uh, there were different categories of pay and they thought there was nothing greater than to get a job for life at some boring factory or whatever. And then around the 70s, the, the rumblings and grumblings began, and then into the 80s of, don't expect a job for life, you'll probably need two or three jobs down the road, uh, and maybe you'll, you'll change careers many, many times because your industry was going to leave well they knew that because it was planned that way and they'd known that since 1945 when they signed all the agreements of deindustrialization we've gone through generation X and even further the, the ones who were written off and we've seen how the proliferation of drugs was pushed from the top and promoted from the top during the 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s because if you want to make a population docile and distracted and dysfunctional during major changes uh, 
you introduce drugs big time and make it a popular thing to do and naughty of course anything which is naughty is something you must do if you're young and they gave the music industry a good and all the magazines that backed them up a good promotion to to go into this whole drug scene what you're looking at is a warfare technique a war on the public created to, get to bring them through major changes without backlash on those who are causing it all and planning it the communist branch of the elite at least wrote many books on formulas and strategy to be used to isolate people from people age group from age group and gender from gender this has been successful very successful not because they were very very wise or they could pull out a crystal ball and predict something it's because they, once again they also use professors of history and philosophy they knew they can bring people to a stage where the children through indoctrination in school would be against parents they knew they could turn man against woman woman against man and once that phase is complete then you even segregate them further by having each group almost isolated from one another where you give them slogans to parrot when they antagonize each other in fact to stop conscious thought and reasoning from taking place when empires come to an end you'll find in history you have the same symptoms arise when you understand the symptoms which bring down an empire you understand the formula to bring down an empire or an older system in ancient Greece we saw this and Rome was almost a duplicate where sports were elevated to incredible heights to try and get all of the the vast underpopulace involved and passing their time and giving them heroes to follow which didn't affect their lives at all nothing happened to change the things for the good in their life big changes happened around them as they're watching all these sports but it was it was also to segregate the male from the female because the male and the female combined even a family unit are the closest thing to the beginnings of a tribal system a tribal system is hard to control by any foreign elite and they stand up for each other they will stand up for each other if one of them or the other is picked upon the idea for totalitarian control is to make sure no one is going to stand up for anyone else so government and authority can dictate directly down to the smallest units without interference and that small unit can turn and look left and right and everyone is walking away because you're on your own that's what totalitarian systems have always looked for 
So in ancient times, look at the symptoms, and you find that sexual promiscuity, of course, is pushed to the maximum. Nothing new, really, in that at all, except for the sciences that go with it, with the pill, abortions, certain venereal diseases can be killed off with, or at least halted with antibiotics. Not all of them, though. Everyone's out gorging themselves on either sports or, or sexual frivolities and overindulgence. Then you bring in all kinds of deviances into the scene as well. In ancient Rome and Greece we saw it. The men were so into themselves and the body beautiful and the, the male warrior. The females were into the worship of Diana and themselves to boot and so narcissism is encouraged once the two have been separated incredible narcissistic tendencies develop where where one type will worship itself incredible incredible folly which leads to the downfall of everyone ultimately and never mind the offspring who are trying to grow up. All formula. We're now for sure at the stage of narcissism. When you separate one from the other, from the small family group or tribal group, and promote an indoctrination into them almost a religion of self-worship you're ensuring that they'll be oblivious and unconcerned about all the other real changes that are occurring around them we see this going on all the time the men are into a state of not even knowing who they are anymore There are no real role models for them to follow. The family unit, if it exists at all, is dysfunctional or it's single parent. There's been a war upon society and those involved don't even know it. All they know is the fallout and the dysfunction all around them. If you were to watch television every day, even during a depression, as people in Britain did in the 70s and 80s, you'd never know the depression was on, because the news is scientifically put over in such a bizarre, cinema-fantastic method that it's all surrealistic, where all kinds of circuses can be promoted via what they call news from trivia and little ha-ha stories along with the bombings of people across there somewhere it's always there mixed in with sports and Hollywood fame all going on amongst 
the closing down of factories and plants and businesses and hearing the pronouncements like the death knell of layoffs every night without any dwelling upon that latter point and they go on to the next part of trivia that was common and people therefore as they lost their jobs felt shame because the artificial system they'd they'd grown up in which wasn't theirs either by the way has served a function and a time for the same dominant minority they they blame themselves because the system promotes an image an idealistic image which does not exist and has never existed of a secure lifestyle with work and hard work and constant income and what happens when all the work goes and there's no money and then the arguments start in the households and there's no answers given on their media and they look to the media because they can't reason anymore they've been trained that the media is big brother it will tell them and advise them what to do but the media is silent on that point so the people naturally blame themselves as failures without realizing wait a minute I'm one of millions of failures here it's meant to isolate you again and make you think you are the failure then generations are growing up written off publicly stated to by top politicians the generation Xers who are told they probably won't see work in their whole lifetime and get used to it this is what is promoted in this bizarre surrealism of media this is what is promoted as being normal and to most people it is normal they can't imagine anything outside their conditioning they can't imagine people planning 50 or 100 years or more ahead and planning their lives planning their unemployment planning the fallout planning how to deal with the fallout they can't imagine any of that because this reality that's promoted and they've been trained to believe in is the only one they happen to know Pavlov could have raised dogs in close confinement and given them shocks every day and made them grow up that way electric shocks and they wouldn't know there was any other way of existing than waking up every day and being shocked to convulsing on the floor that is how you give a person or people or whole nations a reality you promote it to them and once you have the first generation trained they help to train the next because they think it's normal now I can understand how people can get into all kinds of imaginings things which fascinate us as ordinary human beings I don't know anyone 
who is in their teenage years that doesn't like to sit in a little group and talk about spooky things and ghost stories and things that go bump in the night. It grabs the imagination. Yet we see that movements were created that took long-term planning before they were even beginning to implement them. Especially back in the 50s, 60s onwards, towards the whole New Age movement where they said they would create an egocentric society, people who would ignore the unpleasant and look towards the positive, meaning happiness. But of course they do it at their own risk because unless you look both ways and be sentient, you won't see the express train coming because you don't want to see it. That's a form of warfare to eliminate people's natural instincts and survival capabilities. And it's been very successful because it's been promoted from the top with all the most bizarre things being pushed to fascinate people. Fascination has been used down through the ages through major religions, all major religions, down to the New Age major religion, the, the modern one. And that's all it is. It was promoted like any other religion was promoted prior to it. Within every religion there's something which captivates and grabs the individual. We, we read about the old Christian saints and we're told that certain ones of them, individuals, were, were in rapture over the thought of a spiritual transformation. Ideas that could grab a person and motivate them to go on to higher and greater things in their own personal life and to change the lives of others. That's how the idea is always sold to the people. And it does work because there are always some truths contained within. However, when it dominates the entire structure and is authorized from the top, you know that it's not for your own good in the long run. Adam Weishaupt, who takes too much credit being only one member of one sect, one branch of masonry, who were, and all of them are pushing the same thing at the same time, still are, on the higher levels. But he takes too much credit for being a member of the Illuminati, as though, as though it was something he'd run get holy water and throw it over the word. Maybe it will sizzle. Uh, once again, it's become a catchword, a, a phrase, a buzzword, almost a slogan. The Illuminati are coming. The illumined ones, the, the, the enlightened ones. But Weishaupt was, was a top con man psychopath too, who said all the right things that people wanted to hear, so he would use a technique of pretending to help and lead people into a, a, free, a new freedom. And then in his own writings to those who helped him at the top, the other psychopaths, he would tell the real motives of controlling how stupid the people were very blatantly. And because he was a Jesuit himself, 
not that the Jesuits are the only ones that they all are part of the same brotherhood at higher level no matter what creed or sect they come from or nation either he knew that uh, through the sciences and the histories and archives that they all had access to that anything can be made to be believable by the public because the ordinary person is the most studied person or, or being an entire planet from many thousands of years ago by psychopaths who always become the dominant minority and more so so easily in a, a money system that is their system you see the Weishaupt said O foolish man what can you not be made to believe I'll repeat that for the hard of understanding or short of memory O foolish man what can you not be made to believe you'll read that in the published letters of Weishaupt to his lieutenants as they mocked all those silly people down below who were jumping over goats and doing all these silly rituals to join when only the upper elite the cadre had access to the real plans but then it's no different from any other previous religion which uses human emotions to sell human ideas in a spiritual sense only to be of benefit to those who control the whole system it gives obedience to them down below and Bertrand Russell who was also a high guru Lord Bertrand Russell whose godfather in fact was was John Stuart Mill the big economist for the British elite aristocracy and the big British corporations Lord Betton Russell said the same thing he despised the ordinary people he says there is no nonsense so arrant that it cannot be made the creed of the vast majority by adequate government creation or action and I'll say that again there is no nonsense so arrant that it cannot be made the creed of the vast majority by adequate government action creed means belief is telling us that whatever is promoted vastly and in quantity by the right people at the top or to the people down below anything can be made to be believable with enough promotion and propaganda the people will obviously believe properly
as I say, this ties in to the plan of great narcissism, which is always the last stage. We see when everyone has been separated before they pull the rug, the rug on uh, empire, really, or nationality, nations. The men are off copying Rambo, or else they're copying their sports heroes, or their whoever, whichever hero they've been given to follow. Or they want to get a black uniform and join the SWAT teams to get some prestige, because the male in the West has had his prestige brought down and destroyed vastly, once again through authorized movements. And yes, they were authorized from the top, all the various movements that you've been taught were grassroots under various guises of liberation. They're called revolutions because those at the top work through empires and build empires step by step and particularly corporate takeovers through revolutions so even when you oppose them it's because they want you to oppose them never guessing at the outcome you think you know the outcome but it's already planned, pre-planned because they come in and take it over when you've almost completed part of the, the step therefore you're left at the end with individuals separated unless they join a group an authorized group to give them some feeling of belonging to something and that's why you'll see all these men crowding into sports arenas where they can compare themselves with the guy next to them and all the guys all over the place around that arena and feel in his little life for a little while that he belongs to something and that's also why women are segregated into their own like a separate species altogether from a different race you might say that's how they've been so separated from each other and no one knows how to treat each other anymore so great has been the revolution and the war has been waged upon the old families of the old system which had served their purpose we're so far removed from any normalcy we have no memory or history of what normalcy was and the previous systems the family unit was created and promoted after the destruction of tribes smaller families were easier to control initially for an elite, a dominant minority than the whole tribe and then the superstructure that was set up above them comprised of the local priest then the bureaucrats and authorities the overlords the lords and the kings and queens 
Now having said all of that how can this be not just countered but how can you alter something in a direction which the elite don't expect but definitely don't want you to do what do they want you to do what the elite have planned and you see it happening now is to create terror within society to control it and yes there are really are really 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 are mind control people out there who are waiting for triggers to set them off in some crazy shooting spree or some other act which will terrify the public and will get vast amounts of media attention always with little occultic numbers like 32 and 33 and always three barreled names the lone assassins always have three names a middle name the first name middle and last and all the little telltale signs of the colours of which they wear <clears throat> the red and black and so on these cast spells upon the public and of course they turn round and demand that something be done and sure enough there's always bills ready to go through which will achieve the aims of the elite in charge under the guise of empowerment to groups and peoples we've all been disempowered that's the dialectical technique since everyone has split up into either groups to belong to authorized with status now whereas an age group or a gender group or any other group with all its official spokespeople that are authorized to be there and remember that's how the Soviet system was set up to be the Soviets had NGOs, non-governmental organizations that pretended to speak for the people and would demand things from the government the government appointed the heads of the NGOs and funded them and were only too happy to oblige by passing laws on, by the request of these NGOs this is how the, the con game works it's no different in the West because it was all one same system to counter this people have to get past their bitterness and their indoctrinations of dislike and hate because many of them do hate with a passion conditioned responses in fact they've been given new prejudices they've got to cross those barriers because everyone's life now and the future of those to come and those growing up now are at stake everything's at stake now it's up to certain peoples to cross all the barriers that goes for everything that's racial everything because everyone has been effectively neutralized and segregated 
until they're really technically powerless. The leaders they have are not going to lead them into any kind of freedom. All they talk about is freedom, but they lead them into a new sheep pen that's just further away on the horizon than the sheep pen across from them. You know, they're enemies. People have to start coming together to stand up and confront all of the massive bureaucracy we now have coming down on our heads. We must steer off in a direction which the elite have not planned. They'd love people to have uprisings. I read from the Ministry of Defence for Britain last week, the article from the Guardian paper. They're not only expecting it, it looks to me like they want it, in fact. In fact, they they will want that to happen. They want people to react in a traditional, frantic way, something which they are masters at at the top. And so you have to go off in a different tangent and not confront them with the usual violence which they themselves are always in charge of since they tend to give us the leaders of all oppositions, especially the violent ones. But only through coming together are people going to save what is worth saving of that species we call human, the human being. And I mean in the completeness of a a human being with its emotions intact, with its ability to care for others intact. It doesn't mean we become stupid and bow down to psychopaths who say the right things. We've got to bridge the gaps, as I say, and show real compassion for each other because we're all, this is our world. This is all we have. This is it. And those growing up today are frantic now. They have no role models. The state has taken over and given them their role and their models to follow, which is incredibly depressing for the children, the youngsters. Many of them don't feel that life is worth living and they haven't even started yet. They're depressed. They watch people fighting all the time, arguing. They see a world which to a a youngster is black and white. There's no gray areas. There's right and wrong. And they see the big boys and the big corporations plundering the planet. They're not fooled by it. They don't see the world as being a nice place to live in. And then, of course, in flood the drugs to help further confuse them and they look for escape because they have no real culture to hold on to this is well understood again at the top it's so sad to look at some of the American Indian reservations once in a while they'll do a special on them 
on television. And because the culture basically is not only destroyed, they, they have no memory of what it really, really was like not so long ago. So well have they had a war done on their, their, their history and, their, and themselves and have adopted all the worst things of the West that was given to them, the television and the culture creation industry. And as John Stuart Mill and others said a long time ago, even at the elder Mill, he said that certain peoples won't make it through because they cannot adapt to the white man's system of economics. And we see it with American Indians in some places where the children are either sniffing gasoline or glue from bags to escape to escape what the conscious thought because all they see in conscious thought is misery that's what they see for the future and you can transfer that technique to every people and culture while the two parent families or the one parent family is running off doing all their stuff to try and be all the stuff they're told to be by the media and the magazines they read and the movies they watch the fantasy they've lost contact with those they've given birth to who then think they're growing up belonging to their own generation and yet their own generation has been pummeled with nihilistic propaganda intentionally which has two effects one is that they'll either annihilate themselves or become meekly obedient and broken or they will join military forces and join the winning side as they might see it the steroid guys you know with the the black helmets and all that and black suits that's what they'll do one or the other one because they cannot find any way to respect themselves or gain respect and the other one to simply gain the respect of their new fraternity as these particular black clad authorized people are their, their fraternities brotherhoods A long time ago they came out with the Star Wars movies occultic in their own fashion because there was a lot of laughing behind the scenes by those who promoted it and those who wrote it Interesting to note that the guys, the warrior types, the soldiers really were faceless behind masks because they're completely expendable they're just numbers, they're not even people or, or names, they're just numbers we've grown up to see this we've grown up watching students although mobilized by their professors, no doubt whatsoever it's been done for a long long time reaction, counter reaction and solution but we have seen them to stand up to the big world organizational meetings 
that were taking everybody's rights away, the big corporate meetings. We've seen the rioting that goes on. We've seen the lines of military-styled, new-type Robocop policemen, just like those characters in the Star Wars movies, who beat the shields because they copied that from the Zulus for psychological warfare. They beat them in unison, and then they charge into them. They charge into our own children. And we sit and turn the station on a sports or a drama or whatever it is that lets us escape into more fantasy as you live in the surrealism and can't handle the hard bitter truth. Armies have been trained to attack your own children and equipped with your tax money to do so because the children have been protesting what is obvious an obvious wrong and even when they don't really understand and have been prodded by their CFR and Royal Institute professors they still sense there's something that's going to affect their life going on where they have no say and they know that what is going to be is not going to be for the better, not for them. And we call this modern civilization. And in that Ministry of Defense blurb last week I talked about, they're ready for all that flash mobs and so on that they call it. Flash mobs, all these little jargony words which psychopaths make up. And that's a trademark, by the way, that they, they, they do. They make up words with double speak and so on. And who were the parents during all this uh, protesting? Who were they? If they're so broken by the time they hit 35 or 40 and their life is over, I can understand it. But if they're off watching ball games for the men and the women are off doing their we are goddesses stuff. Then who put all of these thoughts into their minds for them? Who gave them this culture, this diversion to follow? And then we go the way of Rome and Greece and other empires along the road. Far from being a prophet of gloom and doom and trying to motivate people to start coming together with real information to thwart and redirect something and perhaps for the first time in history for a long, long time, at least since money was created to decide amongst ourselves what life is what is its value what is its purpose is it simply to get ahead in the one system we've been given the one type of system where for every winner there's a million losers 
Is that what life is all about? Because these questions must be asked. They must be discussed. And all the barriers that have been set up and intensified deliberately must be brought down by those who are the first to cross and who want to cross. And this is gradually happening. It's not all bad news at all. It's gradually happening. Far better we do all this now and talk and discuss while we can do it without panic and fear and terror than to wait to a bitter end whereas the Ministry of Defence expects us all to do exactly that panic and react like petrified peasantry that's it for tonight it's a quick blurb as always it's been a tiring day as every day now is forgive me if I sound tired or a bit rambly at times for Hamish and myself it's good night and me your God or your gods at least the beginnings of some kind of peace go with you Some
Take you. 